As fathers, it is our responsibility to navigate the complexities of the modern world and safeguard our children from harmful spiritual influences. New Age philosophies and practices can be enticing. They often lead our children down a perilous path, veering them away from the truth and into dangerous spiritual territory. In this episode, we empower fathers to protect their children from demonic influences of New Age ideas. I will be introducing an expert on spiritual warfare in just a moment, so don't go anywhere. Welcome to the Fatherhood Challenge, a movement to awaken and inspire fathers everywhere to take great pride in their role and to challenge society to understand how important fathers are to the stability and culture of their family's environment. Now, here's your host, Jonathan Guerrero. Greetings, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. My guest is Dr. Roger Crickler. Dr. Crickler is a retired engineer with 43 years of military and defense contractor experience. His expertise was in ground-to-air so Soviet missile defense systems, electrical warfare, radar, and training fighter pilots how to defend against Soviet air defense systems. Upon coming home from his deployment to Egypt and meeting Jesus, he started going to church. There he had his first experience with helping cast out demons. His experience and expertise on both conventional and spiritual warfare are why I have brought Dr. Crickler on the program. Dr. Crickler, welcome to the Fatherhood Challenge. Thank you, Jonathan. I think it's an opportunity for me uh, to be with you today, and I sure do thank you for it. Please start by sharing your story of how you got involved in spiritual warfare. Okay, I'd be glad to. Um, It actually started in 1984. Um, I took an assignment after a divorce in 1983 to Cairo, Egypt, and I met a man, John Wade. He was a Christian, and we began a friendship. And over several months, we talked about Jesus, and he explained the good news story to me. And after a few months, I turned my life over to the Lord. And as I read the New Testament, and I tell you, what an experience for someone that just learning about Jesus and and never really grew up in the church, it really brought the the Bible to life. As an engineer, I was always fascinated by how long a Sabbath day was for not growing up in the church. That was something brand new to me. And helping with casting out demons, that was an experience. And I can tell you like it was a second ago that during the casting out of the demon, it was a young girl. We bound her to a card table chair so she couldn't move around the room, not any constraints, but just spiritually binding her to the chair. And I tell you, being brand new, I had two things going on in me at the same time. One, I was fully engaged and, you know, casting out the demons. But then a part of me was almost like an out-of-body experience floating above me, looking down, going, is this really happening? You know, and then instantly I went right back and engaged in in the uh, battle against the spirit of suicide and the spirit of depression is what she had. But it was quite the experience for a technical guy that now is, you know, involved with the spiritual aspect of life. It uh, was truly <laughs> eye-opening. And I, and then I, after that, I continued on with my study of spiritual warfare because God had called me to that. Even in Egypt, some of the prayer meetings or prayer sessions we had in the hotel rooms, um, I just felt the calling way back then to to get involved with this. And it just happened to be my training 
over my 43 years that God helped me with. Um, that also complemented the spiritual warfare aspects and trying to do what I do in my podcast, which is to try to take natural world experiences that you can visualize to, so you can try to get an idea of what's going on in the invisible war that we can't see. And that's a little harder, harder to fathom for some. So trying to make an association between natural world and spiritual world is uh, the goal of what I try to do in my teachings. The reason that it's so important is because, as we all know, we're made in God's image and God is a spirit. And so our, our actual beings have a spiritual component. Whether we want it to or not, we, we have that spiritual component. So we live in two worlds. We live in the natural world, like you were saying, physical, we can see it, taste it, all of our five senses. But we also live in the spiritual world. And that's the harder part for people to, I think, understand and comprehend. But it's a part of something that we had no control over. We were born, had no control over that, born a sinner, no control over that. We were born into a war that started back in the Garden of Eden, right, with Adam and Eve and Satan. That war has been going on, and we were born into it, and we had no control over it. And so now we either have to learn how to fight or just continually get beat up. And so that's why, again, I've, I'm so passionate about trying to teach people that there is a war, that we do have weapons, we can fight back. Uh, it's just a matter of, of learning how. Just like when I went in the military, I had to learn my weapons and when to use them, what kind of uh, battle conditions to use what weapon. And the same in the spiritual warfare. We have a lot of weapons like Binding and loosening and prayer, fasting, different weapons for different uh, battle situations. And um, so my, my, my purpose is to try to teach when to use what, basically, like I was taught when I was in the military. So dads might definitely be able to relate to this one. So there's a term that's called, uh, the term is called strongholds. And uh, strongholds, um, if I have to just shoot from the hip of association, I would associate that with a home defense system. Does this also apply to spiritual warfare? What would a spiritual stronghold be and why would you, why should dads be aware of them? Well, I'm glad you said that because uh, I happen to be uh, on the safety team at church. So I'm involved with weapons and have been all my life in my military career. So, uh, but uh, strongholds, in a um, in in the in spiritual warfare context, is um, a belief that you hold on to so strong that no matter who comes at you with a different belief, a belief system, that you are not going to relinquish your belief in that system, no matter how sound or logical it might be, and it makes all kinds of sense and it's rational. Because you feel so strongly about a particular belief that um, you're just not going to give it up. And so that's why it's so important when we start building our belief system as, as children. Um, there's a thing that I learned a long time ago about values, assumptions, beliefs, and expectations that builds a child's reality map. So it starts at a very young age. It's everything that they hear, they tea, you know, they see, touch, smell. It's, it all goes into the mind 
and it starts building a reality map, which also has a belief system. And so from there, a, a dad really needs to get involved very early with what's being shown to, taught, and so forth to a child so that these, I call them VABES, values, assumption, beliefs, and expectations, that they have some control over what is being taught and shown to their kids. Because as these things grow over the years, if they're the wrong VABES, it is harder and harder to try to change that child's mind. So what is the connection between, I think these might also be strongholds as well, but what is the connection between meditation, yoga, video game characters uh, like Enderman and Minecraft, and also the Ouija board? Why should dads be aware of these? Because these are games or exercises that people think they're doing for the greater good. I'm releasing, relieving stress or a video game. Maybe it's keeping your child entertained while you're doing something else. Uh, it all is going into the mind where I said the battlefield is. The, like in a, a child's video games, they're drawn into a virtual world, a virtual reality, right? These um, things that you can put on your face and, and uh, get into a 3D virtual world, um, they are a direct input into the mind. And if it's like a violent game, then violence is the thing that's being uh, entered into the mind. And so what a young mind can do is start to get the idea that violence is okay, right? They can maybe identify with one of the characters in the video. And we'll get into that maybe in a little bit. It's called um, transference of spirits, where you try to emulate somebody that you admire. But the, the mind is where the battlefield is. And with yoga, Ouija boards, these are asking you as part of the game and part of the exercise to open your mind, release your thoughts, you know, become empty. And when you do that, it's like opening the gate for anything to come in. And if you're not as aware that evil thoughts and so forth can enter through that, you're just opening yourself up to attack. So it really sounds like there is no such thing as a mind that just remains empty. And I know meditation a lot of times becomes all about just emptying the mind, keeping the mind empty. But there really is no such thing. What is happening is you're being asked to remove everything out of your mind so that something else can move in. It never stays empty, which means, uh, and you, you mentioned our mind is, is the battlefield. We were always meant and designed to live in this physical world and exist in this physical world constantly with some sort of a spiritual connection that is conscious uh, within our mind. And we get a choice of, of what that is. Exactly. Um, to, to your point, I mean, when you, when you, make a void, especially in the, in the mind and in the spiritual world, when you create a void, then something's going to fill it. And what you hope to do is fill it with something good and not something bad. 
What should dads do if they suspect that their kids have opened a door to Satan or any demonic influence, like weird things that are going on or um, strange interactions? What, What should a dad do if they think that's happening? That's a great question because it's kind of a two part, right? Because there's believers and then there's non-believers. But so for the believer that are familiar with spiritual warfare weapons, the first thing is to bind the strong man, like we kind of alluded to before, um, saying something like, in the name of Jesus, I bind Satan, influencing demons and those that are misguided by evil spirits and thoughts from my son or daughter. So when you say that, you're immediately saying, in the name of Jesus, which is the power and then you want to loosen um, and post the angels around the child, which is filling that void. When you tell Satan to leave, you got to fill that void immediately. Otherwise, like in the Bible, it talks about the legions of, of demons that came back, and we are many. You know, you can cast them out, but if you don't fill up the void, they can come back with even more. And now the problem's even gotten worse, right? So... The power of binding and loosening is very important, and uh, sitting down with your child and talking to them about, you know, what they're doing and and how they can be influenced and maybe trying to substitute something that they're doing with something else that's actually more beneficial might be a way. I think each dad has to, you know, obviously know his child and how to um, pull something out and put something in its place. But uh, I think the idea is that you want to avoid meeting resistance so you don't yank something away where they're saying, no, give it back to me. You know, you try to replace it with something that's that's more beneficial. So another thing that really to watch out for in this is a change of attitude and behavior in the child and um, video games and opening up your mind and so forth. Dads need to, to understand this, and I'll give you a great example of this. And so there was uh, a, a youngest son was raised up to be part of a closely knit family with good communication. He respected the, the parents' rules and church, attended church together. Suddenly, he does not want to be with the family or attend church. He becomes sullen, withdrawn, rebellious. He defies your instructions and stays out late. You cannot understand the sudden change. And then you try to wonder why, because you have an older son. You gave them the same love, and they didn't rebel or do anything, but yet this one is. So then you look at it and say, well, what's different? So what you might find most of the time is that if you examine the problem with your son is that you'll find that the change came about after someone else came into his life who he respected and admired. And this is what I was alluding to about in a video game. They see a character in the video game and they say, oh, I want to be like that video game guy. So, but you can begin to respect and admire somebody else in your school or wherever it may be. And they begin to associate closely with that person. And then the new friend starts influencing the young child by telling them, what they do and how they think, what their parents let them get away with and so forth. And now the child wants to be more like the new friend and becomes rebellious to the the parent. And um, that is a classic, classic, classic Satan tactic to attack children. And it's called the transference of spirits. So what I mean about transfer 
means to convey from one person to the other. Uh, the word spirit is not used like a demon, like you think, you know, evil spirits and, you know, that type of thing. It's actually where uh, spirits used here is a character or an attitude uh, or a motive behind an action. So that's what these new friends do. They try to sway the, 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 the child to their way of thinking, which is usually uh, down the wrong road. And it's a way that Satan can attack. Because again, the battlefield's in the mind, and that's a classic way that Satan attacks uh, young kids, and really adults too. We've been talking about Satan. We've been talking about demons and evil spirits. So let's let's talk about the other side. Tell me about the Holy Spirit. What is his role in helping dads maintain spiritually safe homes? And how, what can dads do to connect with the Holy Spirit? First of all, the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity. There's the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, right? And that the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> when I look at the three functions of God, there's the Father. I look at him as the planner, right? He plans things. Jesus is the implementer. He puts things into effect. And the Holy Spirit is the administrator. He's making sure everything's getting done. He's the he's making sure tasks get done and so forth. So the Holy Spirit is the, the God that lives within you after you become a believer. You have to have faith in Jesus, believe that he died, paid for your sins, and that he rose on the third day, and that you become a believer because at that point is when the Holy Spirit can come and live within you. Because Jesus actually had to die on the cross and leave as part of God's plan to redeem us, right? That the Holy Spirit, he sent to be with us, to guide us, to teach us, and to make the, the, the words in the Bible mean something to us. He enlightens us with the words and the, and the parables and the different stories in the Bible because when you read them on the face value, you sometimes are confused. But the Holy Spirit, over time, it doesn't, it's not like, you know, learning from a fire hose. But over time, he teaches you more and more about what God's words are. And for dads, that's the first thing you have to do is get the Holy Spirit in you by converting and, and, and uh, becoming a believer. Because that's how you get the Holy Spirit. And he is your power. Remember, Jesus is the authority. And the Holy Spirit is the power behind the weapons that you're going to use, not only in your own life, but to intercede for your child, for your other family members, for members of your church, or whoever. We have the, the prayer of intercession, which Jesus did a lot in the Bible. So but the Holy Spirit is a real entity. It's part of God. He lives in us. And... Um, we need to, to turn to God and uh, and have the Holy Spirit live within us. You mentioned enlightenment. Enlightenment is a very popular reason behind why a lot of people get caught up in new age ideas and, and why they seek them out. They're trying to find some sort of enlightenment. Mm-hmm. This also becomes a goal behind yoga and so many other practices like that. But what's fascinating is you need all of these different things in the new age 
idea and the new age philosophy to try to find enlightenment. There's all of these different paths. There's all of these deities to enlightenment versus the Holy Spirit. And if you want enlightenment, he is the source and there is no end with him. If you're a believer and know how to fight Satan, then you have the Holy Spirit living in you. Then you engage and keep battling Satan. Satan is going to attack you 24-7. And if you don't know how to fight, then learn how to fight and battle back because that's what God wants for us. He wants us to have a better life. And he's given us these tools. We just have to learn how to use them, pick them up and use them. Uh, otherwise, um, we can be drawn easily because we do have the sinful nature in us to be drawn to some of these things like, you know, yoga and video games and Ouija boards that seem on the surface. Come on, it's just a game. I can, it's no, you know, no harm there. But you peel back that onion and you find out that no, it is or harmful. And, um, you just have to be aware of that. And that's the whole idea behind spiritual warfare and learning about it. Yoga, for example, really masks and disguises itself as being a health benefit. And a lot of people, I mean, you can, it's not hard to find people who report benefits from actually doing yoga. Mm -hmm. But behind a lot of the poses, the poses are very, very intentional. And they mm -hmm. mimic, they're, they mimic and they're patterned after deities. And if you really delve into those deities, the deities that you see, and there's paintings of them, there's drawings of them everywhere, and there's actually even statues that have been created and carved, uh, the images of these deities and these poses, which is where the poses come from. These deities actually have a source. The deities are actually patterned after demons, after the image of actual demons. This is what's behind yoga. And so you're just innocently in it for exercise. Uh, and, and yeah, it can seem, it can seem very, very innocent, but you can get the exact same benefit from that you get from yoga. You can actually get the exact same benefit by doing exercise other ways, other ways that people have been doing for centuries. I want to talk about spirit guides. Spirit guides are also fundamental to new age belief systems uh, and spiritual spiritualism. Spirit guides, what they really are, are demons. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're communicating with spirit guides, you need to stop immediately what you're doing because you are definitely, absolutely communicating with demons. That's what you're doing. Uh, I'm just being very blunt about it. So if that's what you're doing, you need to stop. Absolutely. You only need one spirit guide. There's, there's one true spirit guide and he's the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. He is all you need. And so coming back to you, dads, I'm talking to you, dads. If you struggle with your role, if you struggle with energy, if you're struggling with focus as a dad, if you're struggling with work-life balance, if you're struggling with how to parent your kids, uh, if you have a teenager that you're struggling to connect with, if you're struggling with finances, uh, any of these things, it doesn't matter what it is, anxiety, talk, pray, talk to the Holy Spirit, talk to God. The Holy Spirit is all you need. He is the ultimate spirit guide. He is the only 
only spirit guide that you will ever need. And he wants to be involved in every single aspect of your life. So let him in, whatever you're struggling with, talk to him. And here's the cool thing. We just got through talking about this actually before, before we did this episode. One of the cool things is if you don't know what to say, if you're trying to pray, you're trying to talk to God, or you're trying to, to say something to the Holy Spirit and you don't really know what to do or what to say, there is a promise that he is actually able to interpret what you are trying to say, what you want to say in your mind, but you can't find the words for. He is so powerful that he can take those thoughts and he can bring those thoughts all the way up to the Father and communicate them accurately when you can't find the words. Dr. Krigler, how can dads get a hold of you with questions, listen to your podcast, or find out what you're doing? Well, um, I just started my podcast uh, about a month and a half ago. So I'm on YouTube. So you can search my name, Roger Crickler, K-R-I-C-K-L-E-R. I'm on Spotify. Now these are videos because I do a video podcast. On Spotify, it's Roger Crickler. And then on my web sp- website on Buzzsprouts, it's Spirits, Weapons, and Warfare, which is the name of my website. And then I just recently started a Facebook page, Spirits, Weapons, and Warfare. And on the Facebook page, uh, you can actually comment and and write things, and then we can uh, direct message off of that if you want. So those are some ways that you can reach out to me. And just to make it easier, if you go to thefatherhoodchallenge.com, that's thefatherhoodchallenge.com. If you go to this episode, look right below the episode description. I'll have all of the links that Dr. Crickler just mentioned. I'll have the links posted right below the description there for your convenience. Dr. Crickler, before we go, we would like to say a prayer for both believers and non-believers who are just looking for spiritual help and looking for, for guidance. They may be trapped. They may be looking for answers. Uh, both for themselves, for their family, for their kids. And so um, I was wondering if you would do the honors of of closing us out with a prayer. Oh, thank you, Jonathan. I'd love to. So for the believer, I pray that your warring efforts are successful, that you fight like your life depended on it, because it does. Know that the Holy Spirit lives in you, and with him all things are possible. You are a victor not a victim. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And for my non-believers who are still made in God's image, for my lost brothers and sisters still trying to fill that void in your life with the things of this world, which you'll never be satisfied, I pray you will turn towards the Lord. What I can say is that this life is temporary, so the things you strive for and desire now are going to go away. You cannot want them bad enough to have them last forever. By the decisions you make while you're on this side of death, you cannot you can control where you will live forever. It is my prayer that you will find the Lord and give your life and allegiance to him. You will never regret it. If you're ready now, you can repeat after me, you can whisper it or shout it out, but it is as easy as ABC. First A, admit you are a sinner. I am sorry for my sins and turn away from sinning. B, 
believed that Jesus is God's son, God's son, and that he was sent here to pay for your penalty for sin. See, confess that by faith that Jesus Christ is my Savior and Lord. So my primary purpose for you is not that you will be saved, although God's will is that no one should perish. That's in 2 Peter 3, 9. Nor that your sins are forgiven because Jesus paid the price on the cross. Rather, I pray for you, my lost brothers and sisters, that you should be free from the demonic influences in your life so you can be saved. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Dr. Krigler, thank you so much for that prayer. And it's been an absolute honor to have you on the Fatherhood Challenge. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fatherhood Challenge. If you would like to contact us, listen to other episodes, find any resource mentioned in this program, or find out more information about the Fatherhood Challenge, please visit thefatherhoodchallenge.com. That's thefatherhoodchallenge.com. I'd like to pause and thank our proud sponsor of the Fatherhood Challenge, Zencaster. If you've thought about podcasting before and realized that you need a lot of different tools and services, those days are over. With Zencaster's all-in-one podcast production platform, you can create your podcast all in one place and distribute to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. But the reason I personally use and trust them with the production of this syndicated radio program is their professional broadcast quality sound. There is no better time than now to start your podcast using Zencaster for all your needs. Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use my code fatherhood and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story.